Hallelujah. We thank you, God, for what you're going to do and what you've already done. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to read from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 20. verses 1 through 4. And then we're going to go over to Ephesians chapter 6. It is my intention to teach this morning. So you're going to have to follow me, amen? You don't have to stand because I'm going to tie these two texts together and give you the point of what we're talking about this morning. And what the fight is all about. We talked about fighting, but we want to know what the fight is all about. Deuteronomy 20, verse 1 through 4. When you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, do not be afraid of them. For the Lord your God is with you, who brought you up from out of the land of Egypt. So it shall be when you are on the verge of battle that the priest shall approach and speak to the people. He shall say to them, Hear, O Israel, today you are on the verge of battle with your enemies. Do not let your heart faint. Do not be afraid. Do not tremble. Or be terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. <laughs> Ain't that good news? If you go over to Ephesians chapter 6. God, let me teach this. Verses 10 through 12. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Wow. Let me read verse 13. Therefore, Take the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Somebody say, having done all. Having done all. You'll be seated. We're going to talk this morning about what the fight is all about. And I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to attempt to show you what the fight is all about. I, I guarantee you it is not about what you think it's about. It's not about your neighbor. It's not about you. It's about vision. It is about vision. Somebody say, I'm fighting for my vision. For my vision. <laughs> we talked a lot about the wars that we have to fight and win in this Christian walk these last few weeks. We talked about the five kings that are vying for authority in our lives and are trying to develop strongholds in our lives, strongholds of pride. And, you know, we want strongholds of pop, being popular and 
position, prestige, power, the things that we fight for, and five kings all want, because kings want power. If you're fighting a king, you're fighting for power. Follow me. Somebody say, follow him. It's, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine, the little ones, not the big ones. And not knowing what and how to fight will definitely lead us to losing a war. We looked at how to destroy the giants in our lives. We talked about that. We are anointed to win and bringing down giants. So today, let's examine what the war is really about. What's at stake? Let's, let's, let's peel the onion back. Somebody say, you're fighting. fighting. So you know you're fighting when the devil don't want you to get nothing. When he's after the, or what, when you're about to get a key to help you win. I'm, I know you're tired of losing. First of all, you weren't built to lose. You were built to win. If God, and everything that God says, he comes to give us life and give us more abundantly, that we're supposed to have an overflow of joy, an overflow of, of peace, an overflow of sleep. You know what it is? We should be so well rested. We should have an overflow of, yes, money. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. If God died so that we could have overflow, now I'm not talking about we got to be basking and if you ain't rich and if you ain't got it going on, that doesn't mean that's a sign that God ain't with you. But God died, took our stripes so that we could have life and have it to the full. Amen. Somebody say, I want to live my full life. You don't want to just exist. You don't want to just be making it. Just getting by. We didn't go through all the struggles that God brought us out of just to be getting by. Listen, I didn't, I didn't get delivered out of a crack house just to make it. I want to bring so much glory to God that when people see me, they say, man, God is definitely real. I want them to call me a liar when I'm telling them the truth. All right. All right. Amen. You'll catch that later. That's right. That's right. My God. So let's let's this about study. Let's just let's just can we talk just a little while? We got time. We're moving. It's nice outside. You're gonna get we're gonna get you there. Amen. What is the Bible all about? What is, what is the Bible all about? When you read the Bible, what are you reading it for? What are you really reading about? Anybody ever ask that question? Because if you pick up a book and you don't know what the purpose of that book is, you're going to have a hard time understanding this book, especially the Bible. I ain't want to have no parts of reading the Bible. Thou, they, who are these people? Who cares? It was over 2,000 years ago. Don't know them. Can't pronounce their names. Don't ask me when they was born, why they was born. Can't figure it out. But if you know the purpose of something, it'll, it'll intrigue you. It'll make you want to go in and figure it out. And yes, I've been really, really, I've been, you're going to hear it in some of them. You probably already heard it. But I've been reading a lot of books lately. A lot of books lately. And, 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 and things have start, started to really start clicking. You, you got to always begin be growing in your knowledge of the truth. You can't ever get to a place where you where you think you've got it all. You gotta ever be growing. Especially when God wants to put you in places and in rooms that you know that you are not qualified to be in, but he anointed you to be there. You gotta read something. That's right. You ain't gonna say nothing. And the Bible is about a king and a kingdom. Oh. It's about a king and a kingdom. Right? We agree. As Miles Monroe, we read it, we study it, we know all he preached was kingdom. All Jesus came to talk about was kingdom. He wasn't talking about church. He didn't tell them how to set up church. Government is about kingdom, a king and a kingdom. God created man to have dominion and rule over the earth and everything in it. Dominion, that's kingdom, that's rule, that's reign, that's, that's delegated power and authority on mankind. That's deep, right? Yep, the first mention of war in the Bible is in the Old Testament, right? Follow me. Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 16, right? Verses, matter of fact, I'm going to read verses 15 through 16. Listen to what it says. 
You were perfect in all your ways from the day that you were created until iniquity was found in you. By the multitude of your of your merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast you as a profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Lucifer, the devil, Satan, Beelzebub, was in heaven, got the big head, wanted to reign in heaven, wanted, wanted the king's throne so that he could be the reigning king in heaven. God said, not so, cast him out. Yeah, 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 you catch it? Isaiah 14, 12. Oh, how thou hast fallen, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how thou was cut down to the ground, which did is weaken, which did weaken the nations. For thou said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will sit upon the mount of the congregation and the sides of the north. Last verse. <laughs> Revelations 12, 7 through 9. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought with his angels and prevailed not. Neither was there a place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon, Satan, was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, Satan, which deceives the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Follow me. We have the first mention of war. Satan wanted to be king. Hmm. He wanted, he wanted control of a kingdom, and the only kingdom that really matters, God's kingdom. He was cast out into earth. And then God created man out of what the devil was thrown into so that man could rule earth with heaven's authority. Y'all better catch this. That pissed the devil off because Satan thought, now that I'm here on earth, I can be the king of the earth. <laughs> but 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 that but 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 that didn't happen. Now I got a bunch, I got God here with me, still ruling in heaven and on earth. Adam sinned. When Adam sinned, he turned over the kingdom to the devil. What was the first thing that happened to Adam and Eve? The angels cast Adam and Eve out of the kingdom. Y'all better catch this. That when we turn over, did you see the throwing out? Satan wanted God's kingdom cast out. Came here. Adam turned over kingdom. Adam cast out. But when Jesus defeated sin, Satan, and eternal separation, death, and rescued, revived, and restored mankind, he gave us back the kingdom. Amen. Amen. The kingdom is in you. Yes, that's right. That's right. The kingdom is in you, right? That's war. Those, who have, those of us who have accepted Christ find that our lives are now new. Colossians 3, 3 says our lives are now what? Hidden in Christ. Which means if anything is hidden, it must be revealed. <laughs> I'm going to teach if you can't catch it. If, I, if his life is hidden in me, then what I really need to find out is it has to be revealed. It can't be seen at once. It's, it's hidden. You don't even know the real you. And so what we do is we take on identities of things that are around us that Satan has set up, a system that he has now have a reigning rule over for a season. Ooh. 
and he allows that to come into our mind and, and, and get in our heads because he doesn't want us to know who we are. Oh, my God. So, so check this out. What is he after? He, he, can't, he can't take the kingdom from us because those who have accepted Christ are now living in two places. I'm, I'm a citizen of heaven, but I, I live on earth. Which means, if he can't take my place, because I already, see that's why Christian, this walk, this walk is not about, this church thing we do, it's not about, it's not about church things. We miss it. And that's why people get upset because everybody's preaching church, church, church. And it's not about church. It's about it's about kingdom. Establishing the kingdom that's within you. See, if I get you to understand that you have the kingdom in you, then you won't think I'm trying to reign over you because you'll know who you are and you'll know that no man can reign over me. There's no competition in kings if we're all kings. And if we're all kings of the same territory, then we all have access to the same things. But the enemy is after something. So he can't steal heaven because I'm already there. I'm already seated. It's already finished. But what he can take and what the fight is about is knowledge and vision. This is so good, y'all. See, the Bible says this, Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed for not going to church. <laughs> my, my people are destroyed for not paying their tithes. My, my people are destroyed because they don't shout. It says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. What you don't know can kill you. Hmm. So the enemy wants to cloud my knowledge of who I am because he can destroy me if I'm not operating like the real me. Oh my God. So I got to get knowledge. I got to know who God is. I got to know who I am. And I got to know what I'm supposed to do. It also says in Proverbs 29, 18, we almost did church, where there is no vision. The people perish. Where, where there's no vision. The people perish. Watch this. I, I got I hope I hope my I hope my kids are really listening to what I'm about to say. Because and I hope your kids are listening too, because I'm trying to help the adults here, but I really want the kids to catch what I'm about to say. Where there is no vision, my people perish. Why is it so important to have vision? Because vision is defined as focus. Focus, right? If 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 I oh I was in a meeting yesterday and the guy said our community has to have goals. If we don't have a goal where we are all going after, then the community runs rampant, right? So we want to bring the community together and we want to do things right for the church and the community. But to bring the uh, especially our communities, if we want our communities to grow, then we have to come together and we have to have a goal. And it doesn't matter. It watch this. I'm gonna say something that messes you up. It doesn't matter if. You're atheist, a Buddhist, or uh, whatever you are. If if you're going after a common goal, you can get past the things that we don't agree with because we got one thing to get done. You notice we always have meetings and people ask, "Why is it that we can get things done, but when it comes to not doing something, then we have a problem coming together?" Because we know when we have that one goal, everybody is working to that one purpose, and we could put away our differences because we're all aiming after one thing. 
My people are destroyed. They, they, they perish because there is no vision. They perish. There's no vision. There's no focus. See, young people, check this out. You don't need, uh, uh, yeah, I love the conversations I had. They always confirm what God wants to say. You, you don't need a lot of people in your circle. You need the right people in your circle. Because vision helps me decide who I don't need around me. Vision lets me know the friends I need and the friends I don't need. Vision lets me know where I can go and where I can't go. Because I set boundaries that are going to be conducive to getting me to my goal. But if I allow people that don't have vision, they don't care where they go, what they do, who they sleep with, who they talk to, because they don't know where they're going. So it's dangerous to have somebody in your life. That's why, when you're sisters, when you're hooking up with somebody, and especially when you're thinking about getting married, you don't ask the man, do you got a job? Do you got a... If you're, all that stuff is necessary, but jobs come and go. The question is, do you have a vision? Because women are created to be helpmeets. But if you don't see yourself going nowhere, I'm going to be frustrated because we're going to keep going around in circles and we're not going nowhere. So you can't do everything when you, they tell, they tell athletes when they, or any, even boxers, they tell them, listen, when you're training, when a boxer's training for a fight, you got to have vision. Your vision is to win the title. In order to win the title, you're going to need all your strength. Now you could be as freaky as you want, but the next two months of training, you can't have sex. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna say nothing, right? Right? There's certain things you know. If the if you got a goal and your doctor's telling you your health is jacked up, and I got a goal of being healthy, then he's gonna put stuff in you that you gotta focus so that when 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 McDonald's go on sale, you focused. And the thing about us, as a people, we don't have no goals, so we lose focus. And whatever we see, we grab, because it don't even go with the goal. Y'all ain't gonna help me. The reason why a lot of people are broke is not because you don't have a job, because people who don't have a job got more money than people. It's the fact that you have no goal, and everything you see, you buy. So my God saying, listen, you'll perish. But now, so now let me, let's go back to the message. So, if, so here's the thing. If Satan, since he knows the kingdom is in us and he knows we're already in heaven, what can he do? He wants to keep you from seeing the dreams and visions so that you cannot seize territory. Amen. Listen to what Joel, Joel chapter 2 in verse 28, I'm going I'm to paraphrase, but you write it down, you're taking notes. Joel chapter 2, verse 28, and then Acts chapter 2, 17. Watch this. Joel 22. Matter of fact, let me go there because I, I think I got to read it for you. Because some of y'all might not. I, who got it? Somebody got it. I bet you already on your phone. Joel chapter. We, are, we just having Bible study. Joel chapter 2, 28. Go ahead and read it, Andrew, because you jumped up like, like, like God has already been speaking to you about this verse. Go ahead and read it. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. He's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. What's going to happen? Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your sons and daughters, they ain't going to church. They're going to prophesy. What else they going to do? Your old men shall dream dreams. They're going to dream. Amen. Your young men shall see visions. See visions. And then on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, Acts 2, 17, God said, I poured out my spirit on all flesh. Now, the dreams and the visions you have to see and you have to go after. But your enemy, the war, is so that you don't see what I let you dream about. Amen. Oh, my Amen. God. I'm going to preach this to myself. So he's after, so, so listen, if Satan can get you not to realize your dreams or your visions, then you, he in fact keeps you from taking the territory for the kingdom. Mm. Amen. 
Listen, the whole fight with a kingdom is territory. The greater territory that the king gets, the more power he has. So, so even though God gave Satan reign for a little while over a territory, he said, I'll play chess with you, devil. I'm going to put my spirit in dreams. The dream, watch this, y'all, chess, and I don't even play it, but let me help you. What God does is he creates a chess board. He pours his spirit on his side of the board, and he wants his pieces to move to the places they dreamed about. Every move you make makes a move toward the vision that God has put in us so that we can seize territory for the king. That's what it's about. It's not about you finding a wife, finding a husband, getting a nice car, getting a nice house. It's about are you on the place on the board where God wants you? Come on with it. Amen. And if God, and if the enemy can get you to move, <laughs> then, then he wins. So, so, so why did I read these two verses? We almost done. So we got to learn the laws of military service. Now, Deuteronomy is the book of laws. It is the second book of law in the Torah. Yes, what everybody, all the laws that you need to know are in the book of Deuteronomy. There's laws about marriage, laws about, you know, murder, laws about everything. Every law is up in here. They have to study it. They have to know the book of the law. Over 936 laws up in the Torah. You ain't going to say nothing. And they had to learn it, but there is a law for military service. And that's where um, Deuteronomy 21 through 4, because our rules of engagement are simple. Our rules of engagement are simple. All we have to do is stand. Amen. Oh, oh, thank God. I'm glad I got somebody with me. See, see, listen, he says this, when you go, what I read, when you go out to fight, somebody say when, when, when. and he didn't say if, he didn't say if, he said you are going to go out and fight, it's not an if, you, you and I cannot avoid battles, they will always come, they will always come, do not allow what you see, he says when you go out, you're going to see all these horses, all these men, all these things, no, don't be afraid, come on y'all, help me up in here, in other words, he's saying whatever you see, don't allow what you see to waver your faith. Don't allow the doctor's report to get you off point. Don't allow what's going on in your house to get you upset. Don't ever go by what you see. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. And, and when I'm in a battle, the one thing I cannot do is be in a fight. And everybody that's supposed to be fighting with me is looking at what they got and what we don't got. Y'all better help me up in here. You got to know that who's on your side is greater than he who is on the other side. I don't care what it looks like. I know who my God is. Anybody know who their God is? He, he said, he said, when, when you get ready to fight, he said, why? And, and here's why you don't, you don't get upset. He tells us, he tells us, can I get a minute praise break? Let me just go right over here to do the round because I don't want you to say, uh, we, we just, we just having a conversation. He said, why, why shouldn't you be afraid? Anybody know the answer? It's real simple. Because God is with you. Oh, my God. So if somebody just go ahead and shout on the fact that God, come on, we got to have some church, Christian. Hallelujah. You found me. Hallelujah. You did, Andre. We about to have some church. Why? He said, he said, don't be afraid of what you see because God is with you. Oh my God. Wait, wait a minute. I'm talking about the God who hung the stars in the sky, the moon, the, the sun is hanging there. We sit on one of the planets that are so small in the orbit system that if a, if a, if a, a media hit us, we would be blown up into pieces. But God, he hangs everything all in place so it won't touch us. Y'all better help me. Y'all better help me. If the enemy could have his way, he would have got kicked off of Earth and went to Pluto somewhere just so he could be king, but 
Y'all better help me up in here. I, I, I got see. I used to think I was bad because I was rolling with my boys, and you know, I got I got the block with me. I got my crew with me, and I, but but I learned that uh, you you can walk up on something with your crew and turn around, and them jokers is gone. Y'all better help me up here. But every time I've been in a fight, I know that if it had not been. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, y'all better help me up in here. There are some fights that we that God took care of that we didn't even see. And that's why I had to read Ephesians because it said that you have to stand because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Let me help you. You can't win this fight in your flesh. You can't win a spiritual battle doing fleshly stuff because we wrestle not but against principalities. That, that's, that's a prince over a palate. Y'all better help me. That, that, that is a prince that's over a territory. Do you understand that there are certain demons that you won't find in other neighborhoods? Y'all better help me. That, there are some struggles that hit our community that another community will never understand. But, but, but that's because we're fighting against principalities and wickedness in high places. When you talk about high places, you're talking about people who are in authority. Yeah, your boss, yeah, your co-worker who got you're fighting all kind of devils and I'm trying to help you you're going to lose a battle thinking that the enemy is your neighbor tap your neighbor say it ain't you I ain't got time to fight you I have an anointing that's so great I can't waste my time trying to fight flesh when I got a devil I got to contend with y'all better help me up in here I can't sit there worrying about a cough when I know cancer is trying to kill me gotta understand that God is with you and if God be for you, who, who, who can be against you? So now, listen, he said listen, don't worry about it. Here's what's gonna happen. So it shall be when you are on the verge of the battle that the priest shall approach and speak to the people. Oh, y'all missed it. That, that when you when you start moving towards the battle the priest start moving towards you. Because the priest has a word <laughs> for your situation. Well, <laughs> isn't it amazing that when you are in the, the thick of the battle, or you ain't even get to the battle yet, that, that, that God will send a word. It may not come. He's always on time. How he sends the word to encourage you to go on just a little further. Now don't stop right here because this ain't the real fight. Now don't, don't get caught up with, with what you're looking at because this ain't the real fight. I, I need to see if you have enough faith to put your faith to your feet. And don't run from the fight, but walk toward the fight. People who run from the fight, they don't need a word. It's the ones that standing on the front line. I, I feel like I'm preaching. That, that they need a word. And God said, I'll send a priest to bring a word right there when you need it. And here's what the priest is going to tell you. Woo! Here it is today. Do not let your heart faint. Don't let your enemy see emotion. Amen. 
you know when you walk up on somebody, you know, you know right before the fight if you got a chance. It's a lot of people fronting like they could fight. I know Friday ain't the word for this age, but help me out, you know. <laughs> you know, they, they puffed up like they can fight, but you, you, you see the thing about the enemy is you, he, he smells fear. <laughs> he, he could put you in a situation where eh, the stuff around you just don't smell like victory. <laughs> it don't smell like winning up in here. Y'all better help me up in here. See, 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 eh, eh, you, you got roses all around. It smell, it smell a little too good. See, see, I'm going to tell you who the devil's afraid of. He's afraid of people who, who, who got a little stench. Y'all ain't going to catch it. Y'all catch it later. Hey, you know, pretty people can't fight. Y'all better help me up in here. Y'all, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Just, just ride with me right now. Just ride with me now. You understand? There's certain things that you know you're too pretty to fight. You know, in other words, you ain't never been through no real. See, let, let me help you. Let me help you. I'll fight somebody that live over on. Y'all better help me up in here. I'm trying to help you. I, I, I'll fight somebody that live on Fowler Street before I fight somebody that live in Ashman Street. That's right. <laughs> the Ashman Street, you ain't really got that much to lose. You're going to fight to the death. Or at least I believe that because I've already got fear because of the reputation of the stinky place. Y'all ain't going to say Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. So, so when you walk up on somebody and you walk up on a sister and it look like she ain't really worrying about losing her hair. Ah, <laughs> you, you might not. You might back down from that fight a little bit. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. So the devil knows what you built for. But God said he'll never let you get in a fight that you can't win. Amen. So when you come into the fight with that information, your heart don't jump. Ooh. He said, don't faint and don't fear. And then he said, don't tremble. Don't shake. You've been caused to, you've been called to cause an earthquake. <laughs> You've been called to knock down walls. So don't shake. <laughs> because if you move, all of heaven going to move. <laughs> Y'all better help me. And he said, don't be terrified because it's God that's going with you to fight and to deliver you. He's not just going to fight for you. He's going to deliver you. Here's what's important to know. We have no enemies but the enemies of God. And our fights are not against our flesh but against spiritual wickedness in high places. We got to understand that if that's the case, then I got to win this fight. I got to war in a, in a special way. And that's why the Bible talks about our spiritual weaponry that we use to fight. But the first thing he says, he just says, stand. Stand therefore with your whole armor on. See, if you come to the fight right, you already know. See, that, that's why we get upset when, it's, when we have to beg you to praise God. Because you shouldn't have to praise for before the battle is won when you know the battle is won. So it's a sign that you don't really believe what you're talking about. And the enemy knows you're faking the front. He, he know you faking because your praise is letting him know you don't. Be, see, y'all ain't gonna say nothing. 
Your praise is letting the enemy know you don't believe you can win when you already won. The devil knows you already won. He's waiting to see if you believe because you can't gain the victory that's already there if you don't stand in it to claim what God already gave you. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How was it in heaven? When the enemy stepped up in heaven, he got kicked out. Y'all better catch that. When the devil coming up in your house, don't get scared. Cast him out. Kick that devil out your house, out your mind, out your finances, out your peace, out your joy. You got power to cast it out. Don't keep company with a devil. You can run. I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't with y'all. I can't with y'all. I'm trying to see. I'm talking to a couple of people who understand that I already got the victory. Let me close this message. With the battle, is not mine. <laughs> but the battle belongs to the Lord. Give God back his fight. Did you catch that? Give God back his fight. It's not about me. It's that his name be glorified. God said, I can't let you lose because if you lose, I lose. I, I, I gotta have you win this battle. Watch this. I, I'm, I'm gonna let you win the battle. Even when you're wrong, I gotta make it so you're right. I can't. Because my name's at stake. He said, anything you ask in my name, I, in my name, I, I'm giving you access to my name. I can't let Jesus lose a fight. Y'all missed it. Because you keep thinking he coming after Charles. He coming after Andre. He coming after Andre. No, he coming after Jesus. Woo! Because it is no longer I that live, but the Christ that lives in. Do I got anybody up in here? It's so amazing as a Christian when when it looks like you're losing and you want to have a pity party that you gotta well isn't it funny that you have to separate yourself from who you really are so that you can be content in your pity party that you have to exclude Jesus from the pity party because as soon as Jesus stepped back in you can't even fake losing. That's why I love. I love next level because we 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 got a bunch of people through some stuff, but they always say you understand. Even even, even if they look a little down, you say you know what I I know you're going through, but I don't look like what I. I'm still here. I'm pressing my way. I know where my help come from. Y'all better help me. In my flesh, I don't feel like it's all done. But in my spirit, there's something in me that's saying this ain't it. That there's something that keeps clicking in my spirit that says, hold on and give him one more shout and clap my hands one more time. That this might help me up in here. You got to fight for that vision. You got to be determined to see it. You got to be determined to see it. Our, our, our communities are being destroyed because there's no vision. No vision. And what's as bad as no vision? It's too many visions. <laughs> Y'all better. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, 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 that's why when you're in a household and you get married, you become one. You have this one vision. You can't, two visions is division. It's got to be one vision. You got to be willing to follow that goal to the end, till you see it. And visions can change. God reveals, it's hidden. Because what you saw last time, mate, don't, don't get stuck on just because you had one dream. Because that was just a prelude. Amen. He has to see if you can handle the one dream. Because there's still some more episodes to that dream. Y'all better help me. Right, it changes. Your, your thing is stick. You keep it in focus, but things change. You know, when we had kids, it's like I know what the vision is, but but the goal right now is to make sure our babies make it through school, make it through these years, make it to where they y'all better help me, and then after that we can move on to part. Y'all not gonna say nothing. But people get so stuck on what God has said the first time that they don't understand that just because God said it, that doesn't mean that next week it's supposed to happen. And as I close, let me just put this in here. You can't tell everybody. Well, Pastor, what about write down the vision, make it plain? Do you know that's for you? Amen. And the people that's going to run? Amen. Not the people that's going to wait and talk <laughs> and see? He said, write it down so they that run. And everybody ain't running. Amen. 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 So we serve a mighty God. Don't, don't be afraid. God is fighting this battle. It's not about you. It's not about what you believe, what you what you don't think, or how it's going. Just let God fight his battles. You've just been chosen, faithful for the fight. That's what it is. He called you faithful for the fight. I heard a preacher preach, can you be trusted with a problem? Can you be trusted with it? It's amazing that all Israel did was complain. Complain and complain, complain, but God kept still dealing with them. Can he trust you with it? Whatever it is. And it's all in the word. We, I told you last week we deal with some, some tight stuff. Some tight stuff. And, I, and I, know, I know the enemy's attacking vision. I know he's attacking your physical sight. I know it's an attack. It's, it's an attack. But, but if nothing else to praise God for, so some, some in here who can't see physically can see spiritually better than anybody in here that got 20-20 vision. Do you want to see or do you want to see? You can tell people what you go through all the time and what it seems to be like a roller coaster of ins and out, and, and, and you don't look like what you what you've been through. There, I, I, could, I could dare to say they they think you're lying. That's a testimony to God. And a lot of times, the thing that God will bring us out quicker. Sometimes I don't understand why God allows, you know, and I, I can't be God, and I am thank God I'm not God. But, you know, when certain things go on in certain people's lives, I, I say, you know what, God, <laughs> can I just be honest? I'd be like, I know about a good 10, 20 people that could probably take this burden and you can leave this one alone. Like this one go to church all the time, always there, always doing what they need. And then these other jokers, why can't they be the ones? <laughs> why why can't they be the but why is it always why why is it always the good ones that seem to be going through the most hell? And he said, cause the other ones 
cannot handle it. <laughs> Ain't that something? Give God some praise. it's right for us to think that there's always somebody else that could be that's worse off and there that may sound good to keep you in place but 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 everybody's going through life Amen. Amen. but everybody's not going through life with God right. and God is who makes the difference Amen. if that's you and there's somebody in here today is going through life but they're not going through life with God and you're still trying to figure it out. And you're still wondering why. You, you need God in your life. God is the only one that can make sense out of nonsense. If that's you, come. So, you know, Lord, here I am. I don't want to go on this journey of life without you. If that's you, come. We hear all these stories, and I'm going to be pushing it ever so more before my baby girl goes off to college because you hear all these stories of these college kids just coming up missing, disappearing. You don't know if they got God in their life or not. Want college to be the highlight of their life. They're grown up. They're doing things that they couldn't do. Or I'm, I'm just out there. And you don't understand that the world that you're walking into. And that you don't need to be in everything. But you need to be in God. You need to be God directed. In every decision you make. Because every decision could cost you your life. And your goal. Amen. We have done what the Lord has told us to do. Amen. We're glad to see Liz and the family back in the house. Amen. And we got cupcakes on the back. Lord have mercy. Amen. And God is definitely doing his work. Just I pray that you be mindful of the announcements and the things that are coming up. Be prayerful. Um, we are soon to launch our website. Amen. So you'll be able to have all of